Welcome to another Hello. edition of Thinking Like a Lawyer. I really thought you weren't paying attention. I thought I well, was going to sneak that one in. I wasn't, you know? but I, be- I started to. Mm. I'm Joe Patrice from Above the Law. I'm joined as usual by Catherine Rubino and Chris Williams. We are uh, a few of your Above the Law editors. Well, and Your neighborhood friendly podcasters. We, I, I mean, I don't know how We're friendly, friendly some of us are. Yeah, no. I mean, I mean I'm I friendly. three people today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they deserved it. Yeah. Yes, I, one of them was me. You know, <laughs> you know, my damn nerves. <laughs> so, yeah, no, um, and we're here to talk about, you know, the the big legal stories of the week so that you uh, are informed whenever you uh, get in your little legal conversations. We're just going to do that. We're just going to sh- jump right into legal conversations. That uh, seems bold. Well, I mean, I thought we could unless you wanted to. Did you want to have some small talk? I'm going to count this as a W because I didn't get interrupted by the sound. That's fair. So it's a victory for me. Hey, you know, I, I was, I was of course, this last week at the ABA Tech Show, which was a lot of fun to finally see some folks in person again. Oh, it was your second conference, right? Technically, yeah. But ILTA was a, ILTA was a, it was a different animal. I mean, it was, it was early enough uh, in the tentative steps back that ILTA didn't really feel like a real show. Mm. Uh but this did very like Chicago had lifted its mask mandate like the day before. So, yeah, it was actually seeing people's faces uh, and hanging out. And it was great. I, of course, I as you drank too much. What? No, I, I obviously <laughs> the, the picture of sobriety that I am. Obviously, I, you're sober as a judge. Yeah, depends on the judge. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, it, it was good to see everybody. There is no rest, however, because we're going straight into New York Legal Week this week, which all of us are going to be at. This seems I'm less... in the we. This is crazy. This is my yeah. first one. Yeah, it's a, it so all your hosts will be there. So yeah. This seems less small talky and more like related to the job. Hmm. Like what did you do, Chris, that was over the weekend, for example? Again... I did a tried lot to, of fighting. Tried to kill so, people in God of War. Like that's what there he's is done no for a try. while. Yeah, <laughs> there is no try. Two or I do not. McMurdered the McFuck out of people. In God of War. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I'm on this. I'm on the. Uh, there's the hard version. The hardest version is Ooh. give me God of War, right? Mm-hmm. And then when you beat that, you unlock the even harder version, which should be called seek help. But <laughs> it's called give me God of War plus. So I beat the hardest boss on the hardest version of Give Me God of War, and I got this armor set, which I won't give any spoilers, which basically makes me a glass cannon. Okay. And like I hit like a truck, but if a mosquito bites me, I die. And it is worth it. (laughs) It is so worth it. Fair enough. Like like if a hard wind comes, I'm dead. But in between, (laughs) I'm smack. Mm, it's, It's very aggressive. It's like peak Tyson. Okay. Okay. I see that. Well, yeah. So that was, uh, that's what's going on with me. Uh, It was great to meet people. Another reason it was great to meet people at ABA Tech Show was I went to an event, met some of the listeners. They were quick to point out that they think I'm the best person on the show. I don't believe it. And zero percent chance that happened. They encouraged me to keep working with the soundboard because they enjoy it. People may have done that because they choose violence, but. (laughs) But no one's like, Joe's the best. I mean, every- I mean, you, you did mention earlier that you were drinking a bit during the... Uh, during the <laughs> you so may perhaps have heard- your recollection is yeah. not... Well, there's, a, there's, an old, there's an old story about a drunk guy signing away a farm that comes to mind. 
happy hours happen, but you know, I have most of my conversations before then. So. Happy days, let's call them. No, no. stop, <laughs> stop. I am being maligned, everybody. The truth is a defense. You know that, right? Yes. Um, cool. Yeah. cool. 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 All right. Well, I'm. I, I'm. 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 I'm done with all this violence. Are all you? Right. I am. Are you? I mean, to be clear. And you know how I know is because we just had the sound effect. You're such a jerk. So, <sighs> you're such a jerk. So anyway. You yeah, get fine. one brightly colored orange turtleneck and you start acting different. I see how you are. That was a good outfit. It uh, was a good it was a good turtleneck. It was yeah. a good turtleneck. I'll even go so far as to say the, the orange and the brown, they look yes. nice. I don't know who put that together for you, but I they did, did a good job. I did. Yeah. Sure, sure, now. sure. The, the queen's eye, huh? I am. Listen, <laughs> I, I am the legal the industry's fashion, eye. the legal industry's fashion icon. We know this. Uh, I mean, I'm sitting right here, and, and, and well, and, <laughs> and I can't take any of this guff from Chris. Uh, you, last week, you did a unboxing of your new favorite jackets, and that was all me recommendations. Listen, mm. I will outdress you in okay. a t-shirt and jeans. Maybe we'll see. Know that. Mm. <laughs> Throw down, yeah. Throw down. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Very. When you want, what's the name? There should be a. Um, we can do like a, a fashionable jurist list. <laughs> I mean, I am confident I win, right? Mm. So anyway, <laughs> this is um, this is all a long way around to say that associates who work in big law firms now have more money to spend on clothes. They do. Uh, yeah, they do. so you've been, if you've been following uh, Above the Law recently or this show, you know that we've been in kind of a raise spiral. We had Milbank move first, Davis Polk raise salaries even higher for- Well, for, for mid, mid and, and senior seniors. associates, yep. the first couple, the first three years of your associate life, it's still on the original Milbank scale. Right. And then since we last recorded, we heard news from Cravat that they were going to also work with the same Milbeg scale for the junior associates, but for mids and seniors, they were going to go even higher. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that, I, I'll take that one. That okay. one, first of all, was a short right. sound and very mm-hmm. accurate. Yeah. No, Cravath came back over the top. So we actually affirms that at, as of the end of February, have issued three rounds of raises. Like that, that's how this has worked. This is how 2022 has been in big law. By the end of February, three different sets of raises for mid and senior level associates at some firms. Yeah. And these are obviously the firms that quickly matched because they wanted to demonstrate to the rank and file that they see what's happening in the industry and they're happy to play ball and always be at the top of, you know, whatever which is great, but I am sure it's incredibly irritating uh, (laughs) for the folks behind the scenes at the firms who have to make these raises happen, particularly because they've all been retroactive, uh, or I shouldn't say all, most have been retroactive to uh, January 1st. So pour a little out for the payroll folks uh, (laughs) who have been oftentimes repeatedly doing some back payment calculations. uh, And I'm sure it's an irritation, especially at the big firms where there's tons of people to whom this applies. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. One assumes, though, who knows, but one assumes that Cravath is the last word on this. Usually they are the first and last word, but uh, they were the third word this time, I guess. But Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we think. 
finally this is going to be where we sit for a bit. Yeah, I do think that I think I do think things will settle at this point, uh, which is why I will give a little PSA to associates who might be listening. If your firm is the sort of firm that would normally match but hasn't said anything yet, don't freak out yet. Uh, it's only been last week that we actually got the final word we, we got word from Cravath, which I do think it will be perceived by the industry as the final world word, at least for 2022. We'll see what happens going forward. But uh, I wouldn't freak out yet. These things usually have to be done at partner. Well, it depends on the firm, but oftentimes only happen at partner meetings where they can be approved, which are usually scheduled well in advance. So... I wouldn't worry about it until we get to sort of the end of March, beginning of April without any word. That's when I would start to freak out that maybe the firm wasn't matching. But I would I would say give them a minute, particularly since these raises have largely been, as I mentioned, retroactive. So it's not cash that you're missing out on. So I wouldn't freak out yet. Yeah, this is going to be interesting to monitor to the extent that we're going to start looking at two phenomena, I think. So we've got raises, people are matching, there is a well-documented lateral market mm -hmm. fury, uh, which means that firms have every economic incentive to match as quickly as possible to keep on the, the happy end of the talent conflict. Uh, that said, one, I think we really need to start worrying about the in-house counsel's gigs. Uh, those are often lower paying than associate jobs. They usually find talent anyway because they're prestigious jobs and they often are you know, a little bit more lifestyle and work-life balance. But I mean, I can trade I can trade a lot of money for a work-life balance, but can I trade this amount of money? Mm -hmm. uh, that's going to be a trend that we need to monitor is will in-house counsel have to find, cough up more money? And if they don't, how are they going to stay afloat in this battle? And the other, of course, is what happens to the firms who just can't afford to match Cravath. We've not really run into that amongst the elite firms, but we've also seen non-elite but still highly ranked firms struggle to keep up with the revenue increases, have some demand lags. If that's still true, are they going to be able to match? And if they aren't, what are they going to come up with to be competitive? Are we going to start seeing firms say, okay, we can't match that, but you can work from home forever? Okay, we can't match that, but we now have a two-month vacation. Whatever it is, are we going to start seeing non-pecuniary compensation become have a moment? I mean, for sure. And I, but the, the problem is, I think, for, for sort of the back half of big law or mid law or whatever, is that increasingly the top of big law seems to be very happy and anxious to match these other benefits as well. I think that there's a real concern at the top of big law that they can't keep and re not recruit and retain uh, the, the best talent and that they might have to actually turn away work because they don't have enough attorneys in the firm. So, uh, you know, we're seeing things like paid vacation. We're seeing things like, you know, time, extra time off where we are seeing, we are, we are, and we're covering it at above the law. If your firm is offering some fun little perk, please share it with us. It's tips at above the law.com. Just email us. We yeah. keep you, we keep you all sorts of anonymous. Don't worry about it. But we are seeing that. 
Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not sure how well, you know, well, we'll see. Well, I guess we'll see, but I'm very interested to continue to track all of the, all of the benefits that various firms are giving out, not just the salaries and bonuses, which I do think another round of special bonuses is highly likely this year, Mm. but, but we'll see. And it'll be very, it'll be fun to watch. Yeah. Busy though. And that's why. Oh, oh. Uh, Somebody get that. Don't just let it ring. Yeah. No. So that's why uh, this is an excellent time to hear from our sponsors at Posh about reception services. As a lawyer, ever wish you could be in two places at once? You could take a call when you're in court, capture a lead during a meeting. That's where Posh comes in. We're live virtual receptionists who answer and transfer your calls so you never miss an opportunity. And the Posh app lets you control when your receptionist steps in. So if you can't answer, Posh can. And if you've got it, Posh is just a tap away. With Posh, you can save as much as 40% off your current service provider's rates. Start your free trial today at Posh.com. Okay, so we're back. Turning to uh, very serious news, one of the bigger stories that we covered last week, uh, the kind of kind of a surprise story that came up. Uh, We have been following, as everyone has, the situation in Ukraine. There is a parliamentary privilege in uh, the United Kingdom that allows members of parliament to say whatever they want without risk of being sued for defamation. Uh, It's Mm. to encourage more free debate. And uh, And they have different defamation laws than we have in in the U.S. And uh, one member decided to push that as far as they could. Uh, <laughs> not not just naming firms that did work with the Putin regime, but individual lawyers that he knew of who had done work for the Putin regime. Insert name of solicitor here, insert name of barrister here. And in a speech that was televised to uh, properly shame people for working with uh, Vladimir Putin. I mean, if you don't want to deal with the ramifications of representing war criminals, perhaps... Don't represent war criminals. That's where I was going with that. Thanks. You know, I actually wrote an article the other day, and I got some flack for it from people who I thought just simply don't get it. Uh, <laughs> there is there is a curmudgeon old lawyer world out there that, that, that criticizes people like me for saying don't work with war criminals because they say, oh, no, the, being a lawyer, everyone deserves a lawyer and yada, yada, yada. We kind of talked a little bit about this in, re, in recent episodes, mm-hmm. I know. But in this article where we wrote about the parliamentary thing, I kind of laid out my vision, and I was very heartened that a law professor actually retweeted it by saying, what Joe's saying here is super important. If Putin goes on trial for war crimes, anyone who represents him is performing the noble duty of the profession. But signing off on gas future contracts or <laughs> for a Russian company so that a kleptocracy could po- line their pockets is not the role, uh, the noblest role of the profession. Uh, and that distinction between both litigation and transactional work, but also between, you know, people's right to be defended against the awesome power of a government agency coming after them in a criminal context and, you know, representing them so that they can eke out money from some other giant corporation are very different things. Mm-hmm. Wait, are you that, saying our profession has obligations that aren't just fiscal ones? Uh, well, yes. It, it, and, and we oh do. Oh, my God. We do. But, the, but they are not as universal as lawyers like to act like they are. I think there's a lot of lawyers who, because what they really care about is the financial motives, but don't want the flack for 
doing things that are shaky more moral-wise posture themselves as though collecting big fees in any matter possible is is that sort of noble professional obligation and and it's not that that obligation exists it is not however everything a lawyer can do there is work that goes beyond that in some ways i've always said it's kind of like a branding issue but it's it, it's a little more than that but look if you want to be someone's first call when they get picked up for murder then you know you're going to represent people who you know are rightly or wrongly considered unsavory by society and that's good somebody needs to do that mm -hmm. that is different than you know insert amlaw 25 law firm here doing all its work with gazprom uh you know like those are two different things well, we are actually seeing i think much more of a move than than you do typically about all sorts of attorneys getting sort of <laughs> the the consequences of their own actions uh when it comes to the russia ukraine uh, well, the Russian aggression, uh, let's say it that way. Uh, there was actually a story we covered earlier, too, about uh, a Milwaukee uh, city attorney, uh, Jennifer DeMasters, who got who was let go from her job after an appearance on a pro-Russia-controlled television so show saying that Vladimir Putin's occupation of Ukraine was, and deployment of troops was justified. It was... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I actually feel really bad for our audio engineers because I feel as though every time we have to say the name of the president of Russia, we are causing so many explosions. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm even hearing it. Like, anyway, we're sorry, everybody. Uh, but yeah, no, the uh, auditory yeah. ones. We are not involved right. with anybody. Not, yeah. <laughs> actually, attacking anything in the yes, world. Yes, not not of. not explosion explosions. The 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 act of well popping your peas and stuff like that. So, <laughs> no pea popping, get, Joe. <laughs> Joe decided to get real deep on audio engineering in the middle of the podcast for a reason. Because I'm considerate. I mean, I guess Aww. this might go this might go to why everybody thinks I'm so much the nice guy on the show. I don't know. Like interesting. Mm. Interesting. Because you're popping pee out here. Yeah. So <laughs> Let's transition from that. So we are, of course, still following the nomination of Ketanji Brown-Jackson to the Supreme Court. The latest attempt to sink her nomination from society's political enemies was, well, what is it here, Chris? What, what, what do conservatives really feel they need to get before they can sign on board with this nomination? Well, you know, political views aside, a person sitting for the highest federal court, this is a, a very a very important station. And you can't just do that without disclosing to people as much information as is relevant. You know, you can't just have anybody sitting up there. So they reasonably, of course, want LSAT scores because, you know, her being a judge for nine years and, <laughs> you know, clerking for, I don't know, what, uh, Supreme Court justice, maybe the one she's replacing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the things like that, they're, they aren't enough. They need to know the numbers she got, what, a uh, decade or so ago. Uh, Significantly more. longer than that. Yeah, yeah more. Yeah, Because <laughs> uh, she had a lengthy career before joining the bench. Yeah, no, they, they want... Uh, oh, that's not want, enough either. <laughs> they, want, they want her LSAT scores, uh, which mm -hmm. I think is astounding. Uh, it, it is a way of kind of erasing the whole going to Harvard thing, too. But Twice. Because, yeah, we, well, the first one you didn't need to take the LSAT for, but the second one we know... It's still a flex. It right, is still exactly, a flex. Exactly. 
so we we know at least once the LSAT scores were good enough, and then the clerking probably helps too. It's astounding to ask for this stuff, and it's 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 racist. Well, right. I mean, yeah. It's I mean, I'm just gonna say the word, right? Like, right. It's it not it about is. racism. It's about liberty. Right. <laughs> Unless the blacks do it, then they're racist. I, I thought this was explained at the meeting. You know, only blacks can pull the race card. <laughs> And I know this now because I had a white person email me explaining what racism was to me, a black guy from Camden who, you know, went to Rutgers in Washington University uh, because apparently I don't know enough about the talking points people use to discredit achievements. Yeah. Because so one thing is. I'm, I I suck with standardized tests. My my grade my um what's not the, not the LSAT the SAT mm-hmm. my SAT score was average like it was it was average at best. Graduated Phi Beta Kappa with two degrees. Did policy debate in undergrad. Did an honors thesis on comedy. And other people in the honors college they got paid to be in it. I didn't get any money on it, so I missed out on like ten grand, which is some BS. <laughs> um, my my GPA was. It sucked. My average GPA was like 3.8 and it was down from that because I had, I wasn't too good with the hard sciences, but in my degrees, I had like basically 4.0s, Yeah, but I had average test scores, you know? And like, I mean, they aren't, they they tend to not be good predictors of future things happening, even at the undergrad level. Same thing with LSAT, uh, I think, but you know. Well, so the weird thing about the LSAT is, and I, and I'm one of these people who doesn't necessarily think we need it. I think that other entrance exams are also useful, but I will say statistically the one, the only standardized test I've ever heard of that has decent predictability scores is LSAT and not, not your ability to do law school, but it's a decent predictor, your ability to, to pass the bar is what people have said that like you so it's really about your ability to take a different kind of test, but that, that, that it is valuable for that, which has some benefits, especially if you consider that... If you want to be a lawyer, you actually well, need to pass the bar right, at some uh, point. T- until we fix the diploma privilege problem in this country, to, to the extent that you need to pass the bar to practice, law school that could leave you with a degree but unable to get that license would be a problem. So that's a value to the LSAT, yada, yada, yada. Whatever. The thing you read, but, did you notice if it uh, accounted for a correlation between income and scores? Because I know when I was yeah. a I was a three L during the the find out era of the um, COVID thing. Mm-hmm. I was a three L doing like sixty hour weeks because I did f- school full time and worked at a Amazon warehouse, and the school decided to raise tuition on us. Right. And I was able to pay for that. And I had and I had to use my earnings at Amazon to compensate for that. People that say they had full rides or had parents that could lean on didn't have to have the extra hours. You know, so I'm I'm wondering like how, you know, things play out when you factor in, you know, the the non testy things that yeah. factor into test scores. And look, and obviously, you know, you 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 came with us, so you've not had to deal with the whole bar exam thing really, because you're Thank uh, God. You know, you're a writer. But um <laughs> But yeah, it, the thing was just that as a predictor, it was actually not a very good predictor of your ability to, to do and pass law school, but it was a decent one of once you get out, though, your again, bar exam. more to the yeah. point, Tucker Carlson, who right. demanded the LSAT scores, did none of that with when it came to every other Supreme Court nominee, not right. for Amy Coney Barrett, who went to a lesser law school than Katani Brown Jackson. Harvard. <laughs> 
Well, and uh, well, I mean, right? Unless you went to Yale and maybe Stanford on yeah, Tuesdays. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But but Amy Coney Barrett went to a fine law school, good law school, Notre Dame. Not not the same level as Harvard. No one asked for her LSAT scores because it's a bunch of bullshit, particularly when we have so much of a record when it comes to to, to actually uh, Brown Jackson's actual right. judicial well, career. Well, and that's what I was trying to get at with this correlation issue. We know we don't need to know. There's obviously no need for us to get into LSAT scores, but they were probably pretty good because, yeah. you know, she passed the bar, the, which if, yeah. they, if, if they're connected, then that's good proof. She anyway. did fine. I'm positive she did fine. Yeah. And, but it's insulting to ask, oh, right, yeah. at this point in her career. But, but also, not the only dog whistle thing that she's had to deal with, right? Uh, Professor uh, Jonathan Turley also came out. I know you wrote about that, Joe, about some of his bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that was that was an invite. That was an invite. I mean, yeah, tur- the, the, the Turl. Increasingly, George Washington Professor Jonathan Turley. He just seems like he's really working very hard to constantly be on television. In particular, the cable news outlets that just want somebody to say to validate horrible ideas. Uh, and so he has now. He's now gone on social media to say, well, we can't really trust her record. Um, why is that true? No good reason. We actually have a very lengthy record. And then he got in a tussle at that point where Professor Vladek comes out and is like, actually, we have all of this evidence. And then he tried to dismiss Vladek's thing, which Vladek was like, I, I even preempted the dumb argument you were going to make next and you don't even answer that. Uh, also, shouts out to Vladik because that, yeah. that, it was like a big ass graph and it was very, yeah. very concise and straight to the point. I was like, look at that. Look at the math mapping. Yeah. <laughs> no, his, th- that, that graph is, I mean, it is bit, it has come in very handy for a lot of different things. Like just number crunching all of the judicial experience is a service he's provided to all of us, which, you know, it's not even necessarily his day-to-day wheelhouse of stuff, right? Especially like now when uh, there's national security issues, which I, you know, he talks about a lot going on. Thank you for doing that. Right. Yeah, that's. I think that's everything, right? That is that. It's it's been a week. It has. We we've made it to the end of another show. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, some of you will hopefully see in in New York at Legal Week. Others will uh, will have to catch up later. You should be reading about the law, of course, so that you hear these sto- read about these stories before they come out. You should be subscribed to this show so you get new episodes when they come out. You should give it reviews, stars, write something. Always helps out. You should be listening to The Jabot, Catherine's other show. I am, when we aren't in the middle of Legal Tech season on Le- Legal Tech Week Journalist Roundtable, but, I mean, we've... We're a little busy right now with two back-to-back shows. Uh, you should be listening to the other shows on the Legal Talk Network. In particular, I will give the plug on the road, was uh, their show that talks about conferences, and I hosted a few of those episodes uh, from the ABA Tech Show, so check all that out. Thanks again to Posh for sponsoring the show. You can check us on social media. I'm at Joseph Patrice. He's at... Uh, he's, uh, at oh, Rights oh, for yeah. Rent. Rights for Rent. Yeah, Rights but- for Rent. Well, we, I was thrown off because I was just I was mixing it up and doing him first, and you seemed very like, "Why is Mike?" It's not mm. even well, accurate. It's Catherine I, with a one. It's Catherine it is. with one. You got to go yeah. with her first. Yeah, I mean, Catherine one. You all know with a new one. with a numeral one. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I think that's it. Also, uh, yes, 
it still blows my mind that people actually consume this content. So mm-hmm. if you're listening to this and well, I guess by the time this releases, the conference will already happen. But hey, well, it will be in the uh, middle of it. It'll, it'll be in the, in middle, the middle, of middle of it. Yeah, it'll be in the middle of it. So if you see if you see me say hi, don't be creepy about it. Just be like, hey, I'm an actual person. I consume your content. You got a few typos. You need to work on your it's it's is, you know, but it'll be nice to see people. Yes. So we will uh, be back next week. Peace. <laughs>